Legends territory is back. Scotty Braun and Eric Kratz and a lot of Brewers love coming up on this show. So brace yourself. We appreciate the Major League Baseball Players Alumni Association fam for setting up these conversations with former players. Make sure you check out baseballalumni.com for more info on your favorite former players. Quick reminder, if you're watching this on YouTube, the podcast version of this show is available on Spotify and Apple. And we have a two-time All-Star and a Gold Glover coming through. He's a Brewers Wall of Honor member. He was fun as hell to watch. Very ahead of his time in the way that he said, screw the seriousness crap. I'm going to have fun playing the game my way. And he did it with a very unique style and he was fast as hell. Cheers to Carlos Gogo Gomez on Legends Territory. Carlos has life and wow, you are styling. Looking good, man. Thank you for for inviting me to this show. It's amazing, you know, uh, having this uh, conversation with you guys and let them know a little bit about my lifestyle right now in DR. Tell us what you're up to right now, Carlos, and I love the cup as well. Tell me what retired life is like for you spending most of your time in the Dominican Republic with your family now, right? Yes. Um, after the season, I stay in, in Dominican and Spain the whole time. I only go to the state to work and vacation. So what does a day what does a day for Go Go look like? I mean, do you like do you run around? Do you like do you, do you, you know go around and you're running? <laughs> do you run to like go get coffee and go 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 go? go? Uh, I mean, I'm be I'm be a little a little more busy than when I'm playing because right now you know I have business. Uh, but I wake up every day like 5:30 a.m. and um, do my workout. I I do bicycle now. I run the bicycle. So right now I'm training because I'm gonna compete for the national uh, champion on the Dominican. So right now I'm I'm in the process of training and um, take care of my kids, my family, and uh, and watching my my business. What do you what 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 do you what do you what are you biking? What are you are you doing a a race? Is it individual? Is it team? Is it long distance? Are you sprinting? Olympics? Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna do the right now. I'm preparation my, myself for the for the national champion league. This is gonna be like uh, like 20 kilometer, like by yourself. And but it's a road bike, and um, you know, just do fast as you can. How fast? How fast can you do it? I mean, early in the morning, I did uh, 36 kilometer working and um and the progress and i'm from my, my velocity is kind of like uh 43 kilometer per hour almost like a hour and 20 minutes wow flying would you consider a, a run to try and make it to either like the olympics or are you watching the tour de france in the summer i, I watch i watch the tour de france but you know i do for the passion the competition you know, it is different. Like uh, you know, I'm I'm a sport guy. I love compete. Uh, when I'm not do bike, I go to the to the basketball court and uh, and playing around with the guy in my neighborhood and around uh, in Santiago here in Dominica. I like to compete, and every time that I have contact with people and uh, you know uh, talking with each other, making friends, it's fun. So, Carlos, Eric and I were talking about how fun you were to watch during your playing days. 
when you see the game like it is right now in 2023, do you go, oh, I was playing like this 10 years before it was cool to do this. And you actually had to deal with some of the grumpy ball players that didn't want you to express yourself. Did you feel like that? Yeah, man. I watch it. I watch the game and I say, why well, I, I play in different era. This should be my era. And I and I call my parents and I say, Hey, why you guys no no not working to make me late? <laughs> yeah. The thing the thing that I get in trouble everybody doing now. So before I look like a like a like a troublemaker, like a bad guy, like the guy that don't wanna follow the rule of the baseball. Um uh, rules and um, you know I just uh, be me, play like I teach it to play, and um, for some moment I feel bad, like a question on myself, like uh, okay I've been doing right or I've been doing wrong, but like uh, the game now evolution, everybody doing. I mean I you see guy like uh, hit a homer and walk to the when the bat to the first base. And in two more years, gonna they were gonna walk in one to second base, so it's fun. <laughs> I love it. I mean, this is competition. Like you know, if you if I hit a homer and I'm enjoy it, and you are striking me out. You, it's fun for you to enjoy it too. Like you know, I play with cats, and he know uh, as a teammate that I never have a problem with my teammates, and I never have a, like a issue. I just came in every day when they good attitude. Uh, playing around, try to make the guy to feel relaxed in the, in the clubhouse, and uh, and try to feel myself like a little kid in the field. When I played with Cargo, when I played when I played with Gogo in uh, in Houston, it's probably about six weeks, and I played against him for. We played against each other. What was your first year in Double A? Two thousand six or two thousand seven? Two thousand six. And he made his debut in Double A against us, and I mean this guy was. He's exactly what he was when he was done playing. Like, he ran, he ran hard, he ran heavy, and he wanted to play. And I was like, what's, what's this guy's deal? Like, he's always, you know, he's doing so much stuff. And I was, I was one of the guys that was like, you know, I don't, I don't need to, like, I don't need to be his friend. He's not on my team. And I couldn't have been more impressed when I was his teammate at how much all the stuff he did on the field never meant any disrespect to anybody. He was like, he would get in, like he was in the locker room and he was always bachata and dancing around, you know, all this stuff in the room. And then when the game was about to start, he would go into like, like your cup, like your baby. He would go into the Hulk and he would just go into this mode of playing. When you would go into that mode, do you remember what you would say? Do you remember what you would say when you would go out to the field? Let's do this. Every day. Let's Creamy. do this. Let's he do did, this. He, he, he did good the day before. He didn't do good the day before. Let's do this. And it was great. It was, it was such a great opportunity. Did you ever run into – tell us some of the stories of running into guys that were like, well, no, 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 Carlos Gomez. I don't like that guy. I don't like that guy. I always uh, – like I said before, uh, I have time in my career that I blame myself if I do it right or do it wrong. But when I get a player from another team, get contact with me and say, I love watching you play, man. You, you energy, I don't know, you not get tired? Like, what's going on? Why are you, why are you drinking? What, what are you mind process when you come out every day and, and perform it like you do? 
like you are robot and, and you enjoy every moment, even the strikeout. Like, I like to see you strike out because you don't know what's going to happen. So <laughs> I think, like, you know, give a good show to to the fans and uh, and be there for my teammates. And and now as, as retirement, it's fun when you see ex-teammate or the guy that you play against and uh, grab you, your hands and say, hey, man, we miss you in the game. This is crazy. When I'm in, in, in the baseball classic, you know, I see every 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 country, every team, and a lot of players. And every time they see me, they give me a hug, and this is a good feeling. Why? Why did you play that way? What what is your what is your what is the background? Who is the coach? Was it was it Juan Samuel? Was it you know? Was it just was your your parents? Who was it? it it's too many people to to be on board with that because when I'm kids, I, I'm a sport guy. I always be like that athlete. And, uh, and everything that I play, even basketball, track, judo, and, and I do everything. And um, and when I take a baseball more like serious, like, you know, I'm just go to the field, enjoy, play like a kid. And my dad, when I'm 15 years old, I say like, hey, if you're going to do this, you're going to do serious and give everything you got to the day that you finish, that you decide to, to retire or you're not doing it. So my dad started like, a, you know, that, that mentality to give everything I have. And I have the privilege to have a coach like Mocha Wilson once in a while. And uh, they are hustle player. And uh, the only day asking you, hey, play hard. I don't care what you do, but play hard, have fun. Every time I remember uh, Mocha Wilson was screaming before the we go to to the field, like, let's go, just have fun, have fun, have fun. When you play the the, 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 the game of baseball when fun, it's crazy. I mean, you get paid to do what you love. I saw a very famous viral pic of you recently with your new friend, Brian McCann, and he had you in the headlock and you said, he finally got me. So that's one, for example, I'm like, you had, you know, beef with, McCann during your playing days and I think I'm gonna guess the conversation went something like from Brian you know what you you were doing it right man <laughs> no I mean like uh, we, we have the opportunity to talk to after that incident and um, Ryan McCann is a gentleman and uh, when that happened if he, I was him I do the same you know protect his teammates protect his player, but, you know, people think that we have uh, issues and uh, we are professional, man. That day, that happened, and we did what we did, and it's over. If you can move on, like, you not be able to, to play on your maximum level. And that day, the couple of months ago, when I saw my can, we are in the same restaurant and the, the, the classic, and the World Baseball Classic. And his son is about like 12, 13 years old, between 10 to 13. He walking and he saw me and kind of like put his face like, hey, it's the guy. And kind of like get like a, like a, a little like a scared or confused and then touch my cane like, hey, this is Carlos right there. And when I saw his expression on his face, in his face I laughed and then I'm... 
you know, he saw me go to my table and I get up and give it a big hug and and I tell like, okay, just grab from the neck to the to to the fan to tell them the baseball is beautiful. And uh whatever we do in that moment, sometimes like we not have a, like uh in the in the right moment and that you can control your emotion and you do stuff that that is not good. But we are friends, we are professional and uh baseball world we are really tight. The, the the play that people are talking about that we're talking about here, this is, you know, you and McCann got in each other's face after you had you had absolutely murdered a ball to center field off of <laughs> Paul Mahalam. Now, I we actually came into town right after that, and I heard from somebody in the clubhouse that you said, I'm going to hit a home run off of this guy tonight because he has hit me before, and I am going to hit it so far. He said, if I don't, he said, your word, now tell me if I'm wrong, and you need to tell us a little bit more about this. If I don't hit the ball, I might fall down. I do. I, I tell, hey, guys, get ready, because I got to come I gotta come to the field and give. You're going to see stuff that you probably not going to see ever, because if I miss you guys are gonna need to find like a court, like a court wine to take me out to the door because <laughs> I, before that I that I bet I look at my home like uh, I'm gonna take you deep, I'm gonna take you deep. This I repeat it in my mind, like you know, you hit me without reason. Now I'm gonna give you a reason to you can really hit me. So I go to the plate and I talk to my can and I say, hey, I say what's up, and have a good game. Talk to the umpire, everything's fun. And I tell my can, hey, uh, sorry, but this is going to be a little hot. And this, and he tell me, what are you going to do, Carlos? And I tell, okay, call the pitch and you see. And he tell, like, please, Carlos, no, do nothing stupid. I say, tell to throw the pitch. And I swing how I can. I miss it. And I'm walking forward. And my can repeat and repeat, please, God, stop. Not do nothing stupid. Please, God, stop. And then the next piece is a change, and I hit a, a homer, and I scream into my home, like, and now we even, now you have reason to hit me. And then everything <laughs> starts from there. And when I get to the home, I saw my can in the play, and I say, why you do that? Why you did it? Why you did it? I told you to not do nothing stupid. And I say, you know what? You know what? Then everybody come out. And from that, everything history. From that day, everybody thinks that I'm a troublemaker. <laughs> and you type my my name in YouTube. The first thing that, that came out is that thing. Were those kind of moments for you? Like, were, were there other moments for you that we just didn't, you know, we didn't see? Like, you were like, hey, you know what? We're going to play the Yankees in a wild card game. I'm hitting a home run. Get on my back. Like, like, were there other moments in the game where you were like, yeah, I'm a beast. Like, I, got I mean, every time I play against the Yankees, I have that, that fire on me. Like, uh, we need to beat him bad. Like, they, let's go make them look bad. And um, I remember in 2015 when I get traded to the Astros, like, I pulled my oblique and – a month before the playoffs, so I'm not I'm not be able, kind of like uh, 
to be ready to play that game and we go like a one game uh, playoff series like wild card so they call me in the morning and say hey Carlos uh, we make the decision that you're not gonna be in the roster because you're not a hundred percent not even fifty percent to play that game and I tell hey sorry but you guys trade me because you guys think when I'm in the lineup, this thing is better. So I don't know what you guys are going to do, but I'm going to be in the field today, and I'm going to do the best that I can. So I get to the field early, like 11 a.m. They examine me and my oblique. They put it like a anesthesia that side so I cannot feel nothing. And I'm not hitting Tofta, no BP, nothing. And we face Tanaka. And I walk into the play, I say, I, I only going to do one swing. I only got, like, if I got three at bat today, I'm going to have three swings, but I'm not going to miss it. He misses a split, and I hit a homer when the guy in first base, and I'm walking like I'm the man. And I look into the, the Yankee, like, you know, screaming, like, this guy not supposed to play today. He play, I hit a homer, and then I make a play in center field, and we win the game. And I feel like a champ in the, in the dugout, like a like an emotional way, like a, you know I go inside, and I my teammate no see, but that day I cry. Why did you cry? I cry for the emotion, like you know, like uh, and uh, as as a human, I not think like uh, that I gonna be able to play, but you know I build my soul and I say I'm a man, and I'm a leader, and I gonna make this thing to go to the playoffs. And this is my responsibility as a as a the old guy in this team, and we did it. You know, like everybody did. Like the bullpen came strong. Everybody do like they supposed to, and and I did my job. Like I get straight to the Astros for this moment. And every time that you compete, it's nothing like against them. But when you know that you're gonna compete with one of the best team for me. It's a challenge. It's, it's like, you know, it's just a motivation. And every time that I feel the Yankee, every time that I, that I face Boston, the, the good thing, like uh, when, when I'm in, uh, in Milwaukee, that we play, play St. Louis, you know, you know that you're going to face probably the best uh, starting pitches for three days. And, and that motivate me. And that, like, you know, start my fire. It's not, it's not like a, that I hit the Yankee. It's like I love it because they're good. Except for Derek Cole, because he didn't like that you bat flipped on a triple. <laughs> Remember that? That was the year after uh, McCann, right? That was in 2014. And now guys bat flip on walks and singles. I mean, that that thing when uh, when Cole, I don't think that they know. I, I met him like a couple of days after that, and I talked to him and the, and the restaurant too. And we have a like night conversation, nothing like a, like a problem, like a, like a, we are enemy. We not. Probably he don't have a, a, the best day. He's frustrated. I'm frustrated too because I have a, some family problem. And that day, for the people don't know, that day I'm not supposed to play. That day I'm supposed to go home because they diagnosed my kid that they have like a, the hip probably they're going to have a surgery. So the doctor give the information to my wife, and I'm not there to support my son and my wife. My wife be calling, like, crying, you know, like, uh, sad. 
and I'm sad too. So run, Renegito, hey, if you need to go home to feel relaxed and uh, do it. And I say, no, uh, I'm, I'm better stay in the field and drain that what I feel right now. Because it's, to be baseball player is tough. You miss a lot of stuff on your family and um, and not there for your kid when you when the kid need to take it to the to the clinic to the appointment to to the school and this is something that you deal every single day during the season and that day I'm so like um, stressful and hard so I put my 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 mode like okay I'm be successful on call but he been throwing me fast. Well, I'm be killing. I have like four or bad three hits, and he be throwing me fast. Well, and I be killing the fast. Well, he only got like three months in the league, and I almost have like nine years. So that day I say, okay, I'm gonna sit. He need to throw me today one slider because I'm be hitting the ball really good on his fast. Well, he throw me fast. Well, 98, 99. I'm be killing the ball. So the first at bat he came fast. Well, fast. Well, fast. Well, and I'm not swing strike out. Three pitches. The next at bat, he told me like three fastball, one slide on the dirt, and strike me out on the fast high fastball. I say fine, but I'm be looking for that specific pitch, slider. So in the third at bat, he told me that slider, and he throw exactly what I'm looking for, and I hit the ball so hard that I thought this is gonna be line drive to center field right to my catching. But I hit the ball extremely hard. That when I hit the ball, I don't think like the ball gonna go out. I thought it's gonna be like land dry center field, but I feel good because I did what I am working for, you know, hitting the ball hard, that pitch. But I'm looking at the ball and the ball start take off, take off. And I would say, Oh, it's better start to run. So I start my gear and start running, sliding third. And I hear him screaming at me and I say, Really? You wanna a little be a part of me? Let's do it. But <laughs> For me, I, I, I make the wrong decision because I'm in the pirate's dugout, <laughs> and I, and everybody gone after me. I got lucky that I had Ricky Weeks and uh, my team, Maldonado, they're beasts and move everybody and get out of me out of trouble. <laughs> yeah, you had you had some good support there. Also, that's incredible recall in terms of the pitches, the abs. We didn't realize also where you were going through off the field, which we always remind people, these are human beings. So there's stuff going on off the field. You have to focus, persevere, decide that you were going to play that day. And that's, of course, when Cole was with the Pirates, like you mentioned. Well, then he hit you next time you faced each other. So it's like, dude, come on. And he doesn't know what's going on in your life. And also, same thing at the time. It doesn't feel that long ago. It's only less than 10 years ago at this point. But guys weren't allowed to express themselves and, and show emotions that way in the same way that they are 10 years later, right? I mean, for for, for the game, I think, like, uh, it's fun. Like, as a fan, that you go and watch a game. Like, you go, you go watch a game, like I say, San Diego Padre. You don't know what you're going to see or what you of what Fernando Tati is going to do that day because they can do, he can do some crazy running the base, or he can make the best play that you can ever see, or he can hit a homer the far that you never imagined. You know, like uh, those type of stuff, 
is as a fan that you're looking and and they do fun you know the the swag the 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 flow you know even like running the base even like a running strikeout you see like they not from this planet i mean and, and i talking about the 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 60 percent of the player uh, do like that you know like the style you know like before you need to have the shoe like the right color or the team now you put on the shoe whatever the color is you know like like the basketball you know it's a show for the fan so they can we have to give it to the king enjoy every single moment the thing that i'm not agree is that you know the argument the manager the coaches when the umpires like the fans love that what do you think not not just the players like who who's the player that you want to see the most that you're like oh he's on right now i want to go and see you you mentioned fernando tatis and with that player what would you say is like is the next if if gogo was the guy who was like you know, maybe in, in like a Ricky Henderson and then like Gogo comes up and he's got the same kind of energy. Who's the next guy? Who is who is that guy? Right now, it, it's too many exciting players. Like, uh, like I can mention, like, uh, I know Javi Baez is not in the right m moment right now, but watching Javi Baez play is fun. Watching Fernando Tati is crazy. Watching Lindor. You know, it's, it's too many players like uh, Acuna. You you go and watching those guys, and this so exciting watching Otani. Like I have the opportunity to see Otani in the in the baseball classic, like warming up in the bullpen, came from the bullpen, hit a double, score, go to the bullpen, get ready, and came and faced. One of the best players in the game and making him look stupid. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're talking about the Otani trap matchup, right? One day I'm like this, like this happening. <laughs> like it's crazy. So like the most impressed thing that I saw in baseball is Otani for me. But watching like play like position player thing like uh, I love watching Fernando Tatis and Javi Baez. What what do you think of the way that Tatis is handling his comeback? Of course he's looked good on the field. He dealt with the PED suspension. So you're right. He plays and has fun out there. And this season he's embracing being the villain because you know coming back from what he did Fans are going to troll him. They're going to go after him, right? They're going to say, hey, cheater, you know, steroids, whatever. And he's, you saw him, he's doing this, the orchestra in Yankee Stadium. He's dancing for Cubs fans. So he's playing up to it. Imagine if a player did that when you were playing. But also, do you respect him for handling things the way that he's handling it now and having fun with the crowd. He's become one of the villains in the game, but a fun villain, almost like a, like a wrestling character. I mean, like looking, Tati's played four, four years and uh, he did pass at it one time, but before he even having been test and never be positive. So now he come back, do what he's supposed to, and he still be testing and not be positive. But for me, 
Tati is the best athlete in baseball right now. No matter what, what he like people think, like he born for this. That guy is legit. Like guy is an athlete. You can put it in any sport and you're gonna he gonna adjust quick. Like it's crazy watching Tati play. Like he gonna do. He gonna do like what he doing right now not surprise me. And ten more years they're gonna not gonna be surprised me when they're gonna have like 300 homers, 350 homers, you know, like, uh, he's, he got that ability, he got that self-appeal, like, you know, for connect with the people, people gonna forget, they're gonna forget, because, you know, like, you did, like, uh, he came back, people were screaming, and he enjoyed it, give me fire, give me fire, I love it when people, like, uh, when fans, like, uh, like, boo me, because that, it started my inside fire, like, okay, we're gonna make you cry now. How you you look at Tatis, and he's he's young. You took a little bit of time till you like established yourself in the big leagues. Do you feel like you could have done what Tatis was doing at 20 years old, or do you feel like you needed more time to learn things? And is that why you're so impressed with Tatis? Uh, I mean, I'm a crazy athlete, but everybody learn. And different way. Maybe I did in the way that I did it because it's the way that I've been teaching to do it. You know, we talk about different era. If he, I was probably now, might be different. Or maybe I'm not playing two years. Who knows? But you know, the 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 the, the more important thing is that I'm happy what I did. And um, and I'm happy to see players do the stuff that I'm did in the past, and and I'm laughing myself myself, and I'm enjoying. But I'm I'm not looking myself compared like when any player because we are different mentality. We are diff probably like same ability like Acuna. Acuna is a true center field. He can still fold it back. He can hit 30, 40 homers. He get great discipline in the play. But I can't compare myself to Acuna. Like, uh, when I grew up, I want to be like Andrew Jones. I want to be like Johnny Hunter. I want to be like Gary Sheffield, like Vladimir Guerrero, Manny Ramirez. When I put all those, all those five players together, I look at myself like a... Like a I'm the one to have all that ability to can put it together in the field. The way Andrew Young feel, the, the way that Andrew, uh, Manny Ramirez patient in the play, and the aggressive old Gary Sheffield, the ability to hit to Vladimir Guerrero to hit the ball anywhere. Those type of, you know, uh, that's why I look at myself. That's why they are my role model as a player, my favorite player too. But right now, the game change. There's too many guys like do some crazy uh, things that as a fan I'm enjoy it. Do you think? Do you think as a player when you were playing, when you came up and they were telling you, okay, hey, you gotta put the ball on the ground and run. Do you feel like if coaches would kind of have stayed out of your way? 
Do you think you could have done more earlier in your career? And do you think Tatis, if the coaches would like, okay, hey, you're fast, you need to put the ball on the ground and run, he would be the player that he is. But instead, they're letting him play, and he's the player that he is. hundred percent with you. You know, what I've been doing, even like from double A, the first ability that I have to show in is my speed. So when I get in my defense, so when I get to, to the big league, they saw me like, okay, he's the guy that can, if he bunt four times, we know that he's going to get probably like two hits. They're so fast that I am. So, you know, they forced me to hit the ball in the ground and uh, run and not, uh, like, you know, educate myself and my swing. Because when I hit MVP, I hit the ball far like anyone in the team. So I have power, but in the game, I need to change my approach to put the ball in the ground, to hit the ball to the other way. And, you know, you fight when you own ability. And this will happen with me. So when I have like five CC in the league, and, uh, you know, I have I have the conversation with Ron, Ron Renicky, and I tell, hey, Ron, sorry, but I need to be me. And he tell, hey, what do you mean? I need to swing. I need to be free. Let me swing. But you be swing. You know, we need you like this, like that. I say, yeah, but next year I'm going to be released and nobody's going to pick me when I hit like 200 because I'm not doing my job. So I'm not doing my job without giving my best. And I not play every day that year. I only play against the lefty. And he said, fine, let's do And after that, the second half, I hit like 15 home runs. That year, I finished 120. They gave me an extension, and they let me play. And from there, I started 20 homers, still 40 backs. My average go high, make it all-star. And, you know, if I did that early in my second year, my third year, probably I have better number. But, you know, the God, God's plan is perfect, and I feel and happy what I did. So your time at the Brewers. You got to the Brewers, and did you make that decision? You went to Ron Renicky, the Brewers manager at the time, and you said, I want to be me. I want to I do my swing. Or was there a coach? Was there somebody else in your life that made that, like, aware to you, like, hey, go, go. You got some juice. Use it. No, I'm, I'm making myself. I, I tell myself. I'm so frustrated that, 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 that I see what I can do and they don't let me to do, I make the decision. I have the experience already that I'm not a rookie, so I'm allowed to play, to, to, to express myself. And we have a so nice conversation to my manager, and uh, he respect me, and he told me, like, hey, okay, let's try and see. When they give me this, I feel I feel like, like uh, when the lion get out the cage and give it to the jungle again, I'm like, Right now, let's go. And the next day that I play, I hit two homer. I'm gonna start, you know, learning when uh, to get more, more, more concentrated to that at bat. Or Ryan Brown, or Aramis Ramirez. Before I not pick my leg, my leg kick. I not use that. So I'm gonna start doing it, and I start hitting more power. But I'm watching them. I'm learning. You know, I pay attention to Arami every time. Like how he did so perfectly every time. And, you know, every time 
I see, I don't tell them, but every time that I saw Arami go to the cage, I run into the cage and I'm looking. Every time the Brown go to the play, I go to the to the to the running cage and I and I'm this is the first time that I told that. But I use then like a reference, like I wanna I wanna progress and I'm gonna make my adjust perfect. Is Aramis Ramirez one of the most underrated players? Probably top three. What did he do so well? I mean, he's a, a Brewers legend. I mean, that guy can can have a, a, a man on base. He's going to bring him in. Like, you see he added to his face this my IBI. One-nothing game. Who were some who were some other guys with the Brewers that you were that you were close with that you you know really made that time in Milwaukee special for you and made you a better player even a, a position players I say uh, Ricky Weeks Ricky Weeks and uh, and uh, Arami Ramirez this is the guy that I pick him up uh, you know uh, and we talked to a lot about adjust to to be better every day and pitcher uh, the first time I mean when I get traded to the brew I have the the honor to play when Trevor Hoffman and Hoffman tell hey you're gonna be a star keep keep doing what you're doing keep playing and side Grinky side Grinky love when I play you say I know I have a true center field over there that he don't care about he he broke his back he gonna catch that ball that's awesome that probably gave you a ton of confidence all right cargo we're gonna go to a video here we're gonna watch this video and i want you to talk to me about this video that we're about to show you i'm not going to tell you what it is you'll just watch it <laughs> it's a foul ball <laughs> <laughs> what are you thinking as you're coming around the bases here you tapping your helmet you're flying oh what what, what did i what Somebody gave you the bat. What's what's going through your head there? Because I know what. Well, just continue. What's going through your head there? You know what's happening? Like three days before all that is when I talked to Ron Ranicky to let me be me. So the first game in the series, I hit a homer. The second day in the series, and I, I hit a homer with Chris Lee. Uh, Holiday, and then the third game, my first at bat, I hit it out ball, and I hear people screaming. I say, okay, maybe I pimp a little bit, but I don't care. I got three homer, and I'm start running like enjoy it, like woo, three homer, three day in the row, like woo, this is a jet. And I hear when I go to third base, I hear Prince Fielder screaming at me, go go, it's a foul ball, what are you doing? <laughs> and and I'm just like looking around like, uh, really? And I when I get to the play, down by Joey Gomez, it's a foul ball. Because when I'm running, I see people screaming, and they are screaming, it's a foul ball, it's a foul ball. But I'm not, I'm not, I'm not listening that. I thought they pissed off because I'm flipping the home. That's what I'm thinking. But when I get to the play, down by give me the bag, Gomez, it's a foul ball. And I'm like, what's going on here? And I'm start looking around, and I'm like, okay, fine. Let's try to do it again. And he throwing a pitch right in the middle, and I'm not seeing the strikeout. <laughs> it was a changeup. The next pitch was a changeup. And you know why I know that? Not just because I watched the video. You know who was the receptor in that game? You. Me. The next, 
the next at bat, I was catching that game. The next at bat, you came up, and we hadn't played together yet. This was 2012, if I if I remember right. We played together in 16. But I, you came up to the plate, and you had just the – you go, hey, why you no tell me? Why you no tell me it's not a home run? He said, you tried to embarrass me? I was like, what? It's like, Cargo, I'm – at the plate, like, what am I supposed to do? Hey, Cargo, no, 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 no home run, no home run. <laughs> but you look so mad at me. No, it's a, it's a classic, man. Every time that I saw that video, like, uh, I have I have my son, 14 years old, and I had to explain that time because I saw him sometimes watching TV, and, and I saw he's laughing. And when I see what he look at, he look at how lie on me, like, laughing himself. <laughs> That's wild. That's wild. Hey, I got one for you because this was somewhat of a miscommunication. Wilmer Flores is in tears because he's getting traded to the Milwaukee Brewers in a package with Zach Wheeler, who's one of the best pitchers in the league still right now. And it was for you, the big package for you from the Mets didn't end up coming through. So being on the other end of that trade, Take me through your experience of what you heard. And then I'm sure you saw a player in tears who then wasn't leaving, at least at the moment. That night was crazy because I, we came from San Francisco when I'm in the plane. Before I get on the plane, my manager, Craig Cancel, told me, uh, hey, Gogo, you probably be traded today. Because I told that I'm going to get traded to San Francisco that that week and we play against san francisco so i'm ready like go to the other dugout and we play that series and i say fine it's gonna happen probably happen tomorrow or the next or the next day and before the weekend in the plane cancel told me that like 10 minutes later he go to my seat and i said you go we trade you to the match and um then I texted my wife right away, like, yeah, I betrayed it to the max, and uh, yeah, we go, I'm going to get there late today, so get me everything ready because I need to show to New York as soon as possible. And when I get to Milwaukee, they came back to me, like, hey, you're not trading now. Like, <laughs> and I'm busy, you know, I'm, I'm sensitive that, that fly because you know what see my all the flashback where I'm so comfortable that I feel in Milwaukee and I'm be, a little bit emotional on my seat like uh, I play five years and a half in this team in this organization it's gonna be hard for me living and um but what motivate me is that I going to a team that probably give me the opportunity to be uh, a World Series champion. So this is my motivation. But and uh, deep in on me, I feel sad because I want to spend the, my, my, the whole career on Milwaukee. And I believe the team that, that we have can be better and, and compete to, to be a special team. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, no, you, you'll take the title. I get that. Um, I got one more for you because now in your post-playing career, you are meeting a lot of famous friends and you will document that well on social media. 
and also on YouTube. So tell me about some of the favorite people that you've met over the past few years. The, the fun or the thing that I'm like imagining, like, okay, I'm with this guy. I mean, I, I met John Cena and this is a great experience because, you know, uh, as a kid, I watched that thing, the, the WWE. And when I meet Manny Pacquiao, that was crazy. And um, where else? You know, my, my, my dream is I want to meet Mike Tyson so bad. And um, and and the guy that, that, that passed away at DMS is the, the, the two, two, two guys that, that I want to meet so bad. But right now, you know, like I'm a celebrity too, so I'm not surprised, you know. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So being that you are a celebrity, Kratzy, we, we should set up Tyson. We can make that happen. You probably might have to I make mean, a trip to Vegas, but we can make it happen. Another experience like uh, me at the Tocombo. Wow. That guy is a gentleman. He came. He said, hey, Carlos Gomez outside, legend for the Brewers. He want to meet you. His son is, you are his favorite player. He take his time and tell, hey, Tell him to wait outside. That game, he shoots 40 points, and, uh, and he broke some record, like a three-game three row, like 20 rebounds and, like, 40 points. And he take that jersey to his house, and he get to, he give it to my son. Like, uh, I know there's going to be some special uh, part, and, uh, and, and you're going to take uh, that jersey. That jersey, I was thinking take it to home because it's special for me. But I'm gonna be I know this is gonna be in the right place. And he gave it to my son. Like he gave use uh jersey that night and uh and he had the moment to talk to my son and experience him like you know like uh how to be professional, how to be like uh, working hard, how to be positive and that is a great uh, experience now when you have a kids, it's not about you anymore, you know, like I want my the, the best experience to my kids and um and be the guy to to help and and direct them to, to be a, a, a good person. I think like I'm big and when I get to that side I'm like No, no chance. We can't <laughs> basketball player. You played the yeah. right sport. <laughs> well, Carlos, thank you so much for sharing all of this with us. We appreciate it. And of course, as I always still say, because I love the phrase, let the kids play. I'm glad you agree. And you're enjoying that right now in the sport. And great having you on. Oh, thank you so much, guy. Now I'm going to continue enjoy my day because I'm going to smoke some Jose Reyes cigar. <laughs> and, um, and enjoy the vegetation here at home so thank you for the invitation thank you for always thinking like uh, uh, the crazy guy Carlos Gomez always gonna be available always make it a show and uh, and I'm here in DR whatever you guys need to take a vacation call me I'm kind of like a little president here right now hey I appreciate that Kratzy you know we're writing that down
Gogo, tú sabes, yo soy Aguilucho para todo el mundo. Buena suerte, man. Gracias. <laughs> Thank you. And hey, for everyone watching, props to the MLB Players Alumni Association for making this happen behind the scenes and bringing on our friend Carlos Gomez here. And for more info on your favorite former players, head to baseballalumni.com. And new episodes of Legends Territory is posted every week on Apple, Spotify, and on Foul Territory's YouTube channels. We will see you next time.